You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Carol Goubert on with me from uh, Australia, actually. And um, we are going to be talking about um, her research with HD and the gut today. for those who are not aware, this is episode two of our Hereditary Disease Foundation Young Investigators series. Um, so I'm really happy to have Carol on sharing um, her most recent research. Carol, thank you so much for joining me today. No worries at all. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. Great to, to be part of this project. So before we get started with your research, I always ask this question of professionals, um, why did you choose to get into HD? Yeah, well, uh, I started, you know, working with psychiatry disorders uh, since my graduation. And uh, neurodegenerative disorders are also very uh, interest, interesting topic, of course. And then I met Professor Hennan, which who is my supervisor, and he is a leader in the field. He has been studying HD for a while and uh, after one meeting with him, he, you know, got me into this uh, this field with his passion by by the topic. So yeah, he sold me, and now I'm here. I'm into. <laughs> That's great. Well, we are always in need of wonderful researchers, so we're certainly glad to have you. Um, so let's go into your research, which is the gut and HD. And so tell me a little bit about your research. Yeah, sure. Well. I'm not sure how aware you are that we have a very uh, big ecosystem of bacteria and uh, other uh, molecules in our gut. And these bacteria, they communicate with the brain. So this by itself is super, super interesting. And our group here was the first uh, group in the world to show that HD mice, uh, I work with mice, uh, they have a gut dysbiosis, which means that the population of gut microbiome is different uh, in comparison with controls. So after knowing that, we started going deeper in this and we could uh, perform the paper that uh, I sent you and we are discussing today, where we, I perform a fecal matter transplant from uh, wild-type controls uh, mice into the HD mice because we discussed, all right, so the gut microbiome of HD mice are different from the controls. So let's do a proof of concept study, what we call. So we're not trying to suggest a therapeutic by doing fecal matter transplant at this stage. We are simply uh, trying to understand how important the gut microbiome is for the phenotype of uh, HD. So we took feces uh, from controls 
and then we transplanted in, uh, into HD mice, and then we analyzed the progression of the disease to see if we could modulate potentially the late onset of, uh, of HD. And uh, very interestingly, we saw that we could modulate cognition in HD, which is already something very exciting because uh, alarming, uh, you know, percentage of HD patients, they have declining cognition, which appears before even the onset of motor outcomes and impacts a lot of the quality of life. So it's very exciting to know that we can modulate the cognitive outcomes in this in these mice. And a few actually years later, after the first paper that showed the gut dysbiosis in these mice, uh, some colleagues uh, here also from Australia, they showed in clinic, uh, in clinical, in a clinical study, that patients uh, with HD also have a gut dysbiosis, and actually they showed that these correlated with cognitive symptoms. Mm -hmm. So we are now very excited to go uh, deeply into this uh, communication between the gut microbiome and the brain HD and how it modulates cognition. So yeah, that's pretty much that's what we are focusing crazy. at the moment. <laughs> so <laughs> how did how did they come about? Like oh, the gut and the brain work together. And so we need to study the the correlation there. Like that, that seems like such a jump to me, but I'm not surprised either. Yeah, well, this is relatively new uh, that people are studying this connection between the gut and the brain. Uh, has been actually a hot topic for the last 10 years because it is really, you know, mind-blowing, right? How uh, this... Uh, this connection to cure. But actually, you know, if you think we are, this is an ecosystem within us and on us. So we don't only have a gut microbiome, uh, just the gut microbiome, we have skin microbiome, we have a microbiome in our, in our uh, nose, we have, you know, eye. So, uh, the, you know, ecological uh, symbiosis that we have uh, with this commensal bacteria. So, it is very, very interesting to study. And now in different, many different actually fields, not only in uh, brain disorders, but also in cancer, uh, of course, in gut inflammation. So mm -hmm. it's related to everything pretty much. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, just And it just shows how the body works together in, in amazing ways, um, you know, and it's all connected. Uh, so... I'm I'm fascinated um, by this research. So, obviously, you study in mice. What what are your next steps for your research? So, as I mentioned before, this is a study that we showed the fecal matter transplant, showing that yes, uh, the gut microbiome is important for HD. Yes, we can modulate HD phenotype, HD outcomes uh, by targeting the gut microbiome, particularly in cognition. So now the next steps is trying to modulate the gut microbiome with interventions that are uh, easily translated to humans. So my next steps are studying diet, which is something that is relatively cheap, easy to access, uh, and how diet, for example, can modulate the gut microbiome and result in positive outcomes. Again, mainly for cognition. We are not, we don't see and we didn't think we would see any motor, uh, uh, you know, amelioration with these approaches, because of course we are not targeting the hunting team mutation, 
Right. So, uh, but we, as you know, we are in the community who study HD or have families or who is a HD uh, carrier, mutation carrier, we know how all the other symptoms are, are also important. So as I said, the quality of life of someone with cognitive decline is so, so uh, uh, devastating. So if you can modulate these or also affective, uh, the affective disorder that appears as well before the motor outcomes, we have been seeing potential in modulating that, that as well through the gut microbiome. So this is already something that we are very, very uh, happy to see uh, potential uh, on it because it's a big part of the patient's life, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, and I, and I just think, um, you know, I was a caregiver for my father and I, I think about the crap that he ate. And so I'd be very <laughs> interested to know if he yeah. had had a better diet, if it would have made a difference. And, you know, if that would be the case for those of us who are gene positive. Um, so that's super exciting um, to hear whether or not that's the case. How long does research like this take? Like, is this a years long thing or are you guys able to do it faster now um, with technology? Like how, how does that work? No, that, that's a great question because we have uh, different animal models for HD uh, and depending on how they are uh, constructed, takes different times. So we have the one that I work is a transgenic animal model, yeah. which is relatively quick. So uh, takes weeks and months for the full uh, symptomatic establishment. Uh, so usually takes around five months to have, you know, a full cohort, but other other models, uh, which you call knock-in models, they take more than a year to, to develop. So they're slower. Uh, some discuss more accurate, uh, but uh, this is still, yeah, open discussion in the community. We find that the R61 animal model of HD that we use is pretty accurate because has the transgenic um, piece of the Huntington mutated uh, human gene that was placed into the 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 mouse genome uh, so it's pretty accurate has a very good uh, uh, you know symptomatological uh, progression of the disease uh, in the mice so we can see all the motor outcomes we can see that it progressively appears so we have specific weeks that we can intervene which is actually interesting because the gut microbiome dysbiosis that we saw uh, is before the motor outcomes uh, appear the, the onset of the motor outcomes as well so Again, all of these, the cognitive decline, the affective uh, symptoms and the gut microbiome disruption appears before the onset of the motor outcome. So it's a very important window that we can still uh, manipulate and uh, act and target to see if you can ameliorate that many, many years before the motor outcomes appear, right? And as you say, if you are a gene positive, it's something that you know you can do actively to improve your life also before the onset of the motor outcomes is something that we are very excited to work with and to find out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's all about quality of life and um, mm. being able to have that. So very important work that you are doing um, and very fascinating. Um, I, I hope that you will come back on later on as you find out more um, to tell us an update of, of what your research shows um, as you look into diet and stuff, because that's just really um, fascinating stuff. 
Absolutely. No, thank you. And also something else we, we, we actually already published is the use of exercise as an intervention to modulate the gut microbiome. Because of course, exer exercise has many different ways to work. Uh, but one of them is through the gut microbiome. So we saw, uh -huh. we found a few different uh, bacterial uh, species that was related uh, to the effect of exercise that we know that already can uh, delay the onset of some uh, phenotype in HD, uh, which is all of this is very interesting to find perhaps potential specific, um, you know, bacterial strains that might become a probiotic suggestion in the future. Yeah. We prefer, you know, still work with uh, diet or even prebiotics or some uh, other ways to feed the whole population instead of just giving one probiotic. This is our approach uh, to really re-educate, you know, the the diet and re keep uh, modulate the community as one instead of just you know, throwing one specific uh, bacteria strain into, uh, you know, already very established population. So we think that the chances that there will be a long-term effect will be uh, bigger. So, yeah, that's our approach. Well, and I, and I think um, it's going to make a big, it's going to be a big thing in the HD community to have this research. One, because it's going to motivate to, mm. to change diet and to exercise, right? Like, um, a lot of times when you are in an HD family, you're so stressed and so overwhelmed that you're not thinking about what you eat. <laughs> you're just doing what you've got to do. Right. And you're trying to replace calories for the weight loss issues and things like that. And so I think this is so important because of that earlier, um, part of the disease and that pre-manifest stage and really knowing like if you take care of yourself you really could delay the onset of the disease so it's very important to watch these things I, I think that's a huge deal um, so yeah super excited about it <laughs> <laughs> Good. well thanks yeah that's it's a great feedback because we really we get very excited studying and finding all of these outcomes because in the end of the day what we want the most is to help the community. So, yeah, and also particularly something that I like is find uh, non-expensive ways to intervene yeah. that something is easily accessible for all families around the world. Uh, doesn't, you know, we won't need 20 years of, uh, you know, tests to have FDA approved something. No, it's something that is already approved, like high fiber diet you can get just right. by going to a grocery shop. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just making a few lifestyle changes. Exactly. To delay the onset of a disease. I mean, I'll take it. So <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> really. um, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And again, I'd love to have you on in the future once uh, research goes forward and, and you do learn more things. Um, but thank you so much for joining me today. No, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. And also, I would like to thank the HGF foundation to you know support our research and support us here from australia <laughs> from far away uh yeah very happy to to be part yeah. of this big team yeah we're very grateful to hdf and and what they are doing and supporting the podcast as well and this young investigators series um make sure that you guys are tuning in every month for a new episode um now next week we will have our hd uncut series for our family members for the hd community 
um, in the patients. Um, we actually have Erica and Olivia coming on. Um, Olivia has JHD and they will be talking about their journey with JHD and her um, recent uh, gift of a service dog. So uh, make sure that you are tuning in next week for the HD Uncut series and that you are tuning in monthly for the HDF Young Investigator series. And until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.